We believe that the Bible is the infallible, inerrant, correct word of God. The Bible is the written, the written, spoken word of the Lord. And if you are not reading your Bible, matter of fact, I think we in a covenant. To read our Bibles at least 15 minutes a day. Just continuous reading the Bible 15 minutes a day. We don't want to go 20 because some of y'all may fall out if I said 20. Just about 15 minutes a day. Amen. Just reading the Word of God. Now if you look for a place to read you read the Psalms that corresponds to your age every day. You will never outgrow the Psalms. So you read the Psalms according to your age. And you read Psalms for courage. And we read Proverbs for wisdom. So today you'll be reading Proverbs chapter 10. And each month you read through the book of Proverbs for wisdom. Wisdom is knowing how to apply the word of God. Not wise. Some people are doing some things not wise. For those who decided to stay in Florida and would not evacuate with a category four or five hurricane coming, that's not wise. Amen. And if you're spending more money than you're making each month, y'all can help me. That's not why. And if you have high blood pressure, you're taking five or six different medications, and you're still eating fried pork chops and chitlins, y'all can join us. That's not why. You talking smack to your wife before she go fix your dinner? Y'all men can help me right here. Said that's not wise. <laughs> so we read Proverbs for for wisdom and Psalms for courage. So I just want to continue this theme. As you know, we are dealing with KFC Kingdom Focus Church. Kingdom Focus Fellowship. But I just want to preach again uh, concerning what's going on. And I want to call your attention to uh, Psalms number 62. And I want to thank the Lord for such a wonderful media staff that we have, and all that they do. And amen. I just appreciate them so much. Our media people uh, do so much. Amen. Think about how far we've come, uh, amen, to have a media team, and they work hard. Big screen. See, in my first church, big screen was just whoever was the biggest, amen, was the big, okay. But anyway, all right, but thank God for them, and they helped the pastor so much, amen. Psalm 62, and only I will only read and preach from verses 7 and 8, Psalms number 62. 
And the old preacher said, you never said chapters with Psalms. They would have a hissy fit. And it's right because Psalms are numbers. There are five divisions and there are 150 numbers. You will never outlive it on the Psalms, but Psalms number 62. And let's read out loud verses 7 and verse number 8. Amen. You will see. All right. Whatever translation you have, let's read it out loud together. All right. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength. My refuge is in God. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. And you never pronounce Selah. You never, old preacher, have a fit. Because remember, the Psalms is a hymn book. And Selah is a pause. It's a musical pause. So you never pronounce that. You just, amen, because it's a pause. Like, like y'all pause then, Selah is a pause. And I want to talk, because I love that song, and I love that song the brother was singing. I'm going to get the words to it. It's song, all right? Because I want to talk about, I won't be defeated. Amen. I won't be defeated. Amen. You, it's all right. All right, amen. You be seated, amen. 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 I won't be the look at your neighbor and say, I won't be defeated. There's a young man with a song out by that same title, man by the name of Damon Little. I won't be defeated. And the song goes like this I won't be defeated. Oh, no. I won't give up now because I've come too far to let my problems get me down. Sometimes in this life, we deal with misery and strife and it seems like the enemy is going to do you in. But I won't be defeated. And I was just praying because of the, the melancholy and the lucubrousness over these the times that we are living. Hurricane after hurricane and earthquakes and just a lot of craziness. People who are sick and marriages in trouble. Teenagers like they've gone crazy. And, and it's easy if you are not careful to just give up. But you got to take a stand and say, I won't be defeated. M. Scott Peck in his book, The Road Less Traveled, talks about life is difficult. And he says as soon as we understand that, we'll be better. Somehow we keep looking for an easy path, but he said life is difficult. Just about you get, get one thing taken care of, something else pop. You know, you, you get your blood pressure down, 
your blood sugar start acting up, you know. Your husband start acting halfway right, and then the children start acting silly. It's always... Job said in Job 14 and 1, man that is born of a woman is of a few days and full of trouble. The story is told about a man who visited a doctor one day and as he was in excruciating pain, the doctor asked him uh, where it hurts and the man said, it hurts all over. There was not a part of this man that was not hurting. The doctor told him to touch his shoulder. And he touched oh, he screamed. Immediately he hollered, oh, it's painful. The doctor told him to touch his own thigh. He touched his thigh and the man screamed. The doctor, it hurts. The doctor told him to touch your forehead. He touched his forehead. He said, oh, it hurts. He found it to him, touch your toe, and he touched his toe, and the man screamed, it hurts. Doctor said, this is the first case I ever seen. Of everywhere this man touches, he hurts. So finally, the doctor examined the man and discovered that the man had a dislocated finger. <laughs> Please somebody help me here this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know sometimes it just seems like that it just seems like every area of our lives are hurting we are hurting we are hurting but we cannot be defeated why, why are you so happy why are you so happy in the midst because just look around listen None of us are in a safety zone. See, some people think if you get saved and full of the Holy Ghost, you won't have any more problems. And, and I have people tell me, oh, uh, uh, y'all pray for me because this week, uh, Wednesday, if, 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 uh, if Irma don't mess up everything, <clears throat> I'll be going to Louisville, Kentucky, right? And I'll see some of my pastor friends from around the nation. They say, how you doing, Doc? And they say, oh, if I had your hand, I'd throw my hand. Oh, yeah, sure, Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Listen, I don't care who you're looking at. They're either in a storm, about to come out of a storm, or the next text could be a storm. But you have to decide in your own sanctified spirit that I won't be defeated. <laughs> Oh, amen. Right here, right here in this text. I'm not, because see, a lot of folk have just given up. A lot of folk have stopped coming to church, but they stopped coming. They gave up a long time ago. They just, they just show up now, so nobody, where you been? But for all practical purposes, they, they are defeated. They are defeated in their marriages. There's no hugging and kissing going on anymore. No hugging and kissing. They're defeated on their job. They're just going through the motion, waiting on retirement. Oh. They're just walking zombies. They're the living dead. And that may be so for the sinner, but for the believer, won't be defeated. 
Amen. Sometimes you got to speak to your problems and say, I'm not going to be defeated. Okay, how crazy you act with me. I don't care how silly you act. I'm not going to be defeated. Three things here in this text here why we won't be defeated. Amen. You'll leave here thinking, it's all right. See, some of y'all, like, I used to be a dancer before I got saved, you know. You know now, some of y'all were just wallflower, but some of us, when we got to the party, job, we Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then I messed around and met Jesus, who is the center of my joy. And you want us to act like we at a funeral? Not so. So I won't be. Defeated. Amen. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Because you do know everybody pat you on the back don't mean you will. You do. You do know that fool who are jealous of what you have and mad at you. That's why you can't take everybody home with you or let everybody see where you work. Because they are haters. You got to say it. I won't be defeated. First of all, this text gives us in verse 7a, we won't be defeated because God is my salvation. My salvation. God is my Deliverer. And I notice anytime you're dealing with God, it's always present tense. God is. When you deal with man, we are captivated by time, and there will be a time when it will be for us, he was. <laughs> now, young folk don't understand that because those of us over 50 understand. That old man time is on the pitcher's mound and time is winding up. And, and there will be a time when they'll be talking about us in the past tense. How old would daddy have been? Well, daddy would have been. How old my mama? mama was? But with God, it's always is. Paul said in Hebrews 13 and, and, and 8, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is my salvation. That's a personal thing. Salvation is for I was telling the young people this morning, we got to be careful as a Christian body not to get caught up in all this age stuff. The young folk and the old folk. No, there's only one kind. There's only two kinds, three kinds of people. The saints, the ain'ts, and the taints. Amen. And the saints are those who've been saved. The taints are those who are saved, but they are living the life of an ain't. <laughs> well, help me, Lord Jesus. And, and, and what's wrong with a whole lot of people? They have never been saved. That's so why I tell you, we don't come to church. The church is in us. We come to the church's house. We gather here in his name. And, and you better start asking people, are you saved? And how do you know you're saved? A lot of people have never been saved. Amen. A lot of people think being baptized in water is salvation. 
Some people think joining church, you ask if they say, they'll say, well, yeah, I've, I've been a member of St. James since they were on Midway. <laughs> that don't mean you're saved. That just means, well, amen. Going to church don't save you no more than being born in a kitchen make you a cook. Just, amen. I mean, it's, I mean you all know my, my story. I was a member of four different denominations. Baptist, Methodist, Church of God in Christ, and Church of the Living God. And I was lost in all of them. Because going to church don't say. It's Jesus. And let me help you before you get shipped. Jesus not black or white. He's not Baptist or Methodist. He's Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. And, 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 and he is my salvation. 45 years ago, I gave my heart to Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. He said, God is my salvation. I, I don't know much, but two things I do know. I know I've been saved, and I know I've been called to preach. Salvation. Start asking people, are you saved? You young people, this evening we have our singles fellowship. Before you hook up with somebody, they'll find out whether or not they're saved. I don't care how cute they are. They're not saved. You've got a cute mess. Amen. Can't trust them. I don't know. Got to have a tracking on your iPhone. See where you. That's not salvation. God is my salvation. That's personal. One reason he's my salvation. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm saved. That's what we're trying to do every Sunday. Trying to set up a spiritual ambush. Make sure people come. Guess what? You're going to die. Where are you going to spend eternity? You can ignore me, you, like some of y'all do. You can ignore me and everybody else, but you can't ignore Jesus. Amen. And, and Revelations uh, talks about 20, that everybody going to stand, those who are unsaved, before the great white throne of judgment. God is my salvation. Secondly, not only is he my salvation, because some people are looking for a liver quiver, a lot of people. People, amen. I've seen, I've, I've, I've fallen out, but I wasn't saved. <laughs> Sometimes you fall out so people leave you alone. Well, bless his name. A lot of, whole lot of folk fell out. I've spoken in tongues. Hey, mama, hi, I wasn't saved. I just want folk to leave me alone. <laughs> well, bless the Lord. Amen. Somebody said, bless God. Amen. Number two, God is my strength. He's my strength. Again, God is. Somebody say God is. God is. See, see, in the flesh, we are weak. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh, present tense, is weak. You just didn't get weak. You are weak. That's why, that's why God had to teach us. So sometimes we get saved and get full of the Holy Ghost. We start thinking there are some things we'll never do again. Don't ever say what you won't do. 
As long as you're in this flesh, you have temptation. And the truth be told, there's somebody in this room or watching by live stream did something last week that you thought you would never do again. You see, when we got saved, when I got saved 45 years ago, my, my spirit man got saved. This body didn't get saved. So this old flesh can still raise just as much hell as it used to. If I don't walk in the power and the strength of the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes, sir. Amen. Some of y'all still mad now. Amen. Amen. Because you're trying to do it your way. That's why we need the power of the Holy Ghost. He is our strength. Amen. Oh, okay. You think, okay, some of y'all look, okay. Let me go. Follow me now. Come go with me. Y'all know where I'm going. See, you think you. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Come on. Come on. 1 Corinthians. Because he's our strength. See, you can't live this life of holiness on your own. That becomes religion. That becomes legalism. See, you can't. We, he's our strength. See, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Paul lays out, because see, there are some folk, see, church folk and denominational folk think they are saved because of where they go to church. And they brag on where they go to church. Well, that's great. You ought to be going to church. You ought to have a fellowship. But that's not salvation. Look what Paul said, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 9 through 11. This is one of my favorites. You got it yet? Because see, a lot of folk think, you know, and Paul said, look what Paul said. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not, somebody say shall not, see, inherit the kingdom of God. You know, be not deceived, be not bamboozled, be not hoodwinked, because the devil is trying to deceive us. He's a master deceiver. He's trying to trick you. Now folks sitting up, and the devil tell, oh, you all right, ain't nothing wrong with that, ain't nothing, ain't nothing. We all, God made us the way we are and all that kind of food. Don't be tricked. Don't be, don't be deceived. Don't be hoodwinked. Because the devil will pull the rabbit out of your hat and your boot. The devil got a lot of folk thinking they are all right the way they are. Well, yes, sir, he'll trick you. you got alcoholics thinking it's a disease. So you can catch it now. What? Get away. Don't you cough on me. I can catch that alcoholism. What? <laughs> yes. See, we, we live in a deceived world. If you're not in the book, you deceive. Look what, look what Paul says. So don't be deceived. He starts off, be not deceived. Why? Neither fornicators. No, don't. Amen. Yes. Let that soak in. And you know what a fornicator is. A fornicator is a fornicator. <laughs> a fornicator is somebody having sex with someone other than their mate. Sex outside of marriage. And why so many marriages messed up? You're fornicating first. And then hoping you fall in love. And if a man have sex with a woman before he marries her, if he marries her, he's not going to trust her or respect her. I wouldn't treat a dead dog with bad with some of these guys treat women. 
Amen. Got real quiet. Amen. Cursing you out, slapping you side your head, and you think that's love. Well, you know, sometimes I guess I do need a whipping. <laughs> well, bless the Lord. Amen. You got your finger there? Fornicator. Nor idolaters. And idolatry is a, a worship of idol gods. We have a lot of idols in this country. Many of you have idols. Some people, money is their idol. That's why they don't give. They won't get rid of, hey, you know what 10% is. My goodness. How many workshops do you have to have that know? <laughs> oh, how much I give, Pastor? Oh, well, let's see. Oh, I got a dollar and a dime of every dollar. A dollar is a dollar. That's a 10%. Let me Come on, man. You finished high school. You finished from LBJ. All right. You know how to divide a dime of every attention is a is a. No, you just love your money. And all he asked was ten percent. Got real quiet right along in there, didn't it? Some, some of y'all stopped taking notes then, yeah, because you love your money. Stop shaking and faking it. Yes, you do. And in America, we have the unmitigated audacity to put on our money. In God, we trust. Not a whole lot of folk trust that money. So idolatry. The idols have started. Right now, football season started. A whole lot of these folk, they worship football. Amen. Even some churches have services around a dumb football game. Please. I'll see them tonight if I want, but I ain't going to change nothing for no... Please, amen. That's why some of y'all depressed when your team lose. Because you worship in the wrong thing. It's idol. Look, he go back. Then he go right back to what? To adulterers. Now, adulterers are those who are married but keep on having sex with anybody other than their mate. See? See, that's why, that's why, that's why people don't like Paulinians. See, that's, see, that's something else. Then, not effeminate. That's men who trying to act like a woman. You ain't no woman. Amen. I don't care what they did to you. You're not a woman. You can tell that every time you go to the restroom. I'm not. I'm not a woman. All right. Let me see. I had to be careful here because some of y'all looked uptight when I mean. You know, you mean Big Mama and Paul Paul. Many of them couldn't read or write, but they knew the difference between a man and a woman. See. Amen. They knew, you know, they couldn't read nothing, but they, that's a, you know, yeah. Amen. Well, bless his name. If him not abusing himself with mankind, that's homosexuality. Like, pay, like we saw Fred the Men, homosexuality. So, and I tell homosexuals, you number four on the list. You know, you number, I mean, you number five on the list. Fornicators are number one. That's, that's top spot. <laughs> Let me move on. My, Let me finish my story. Man, fornicators are number one. Look at verse, look at team. Right nor thieves, nor covetous, that's being jealous. What's wrong? Why some of y'all in debt? You're jealous of somebody else. You trying to get what they got. Just be content with what you have. That's a tenth commandment. Stop worrying about what somebody else has. Just thank God for what you have. Amen. 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 I don't have no problems. This church, no, you can drive anything you want. I'm driving a 1999 Dodge Dakota. 
with 228,000 miles on because I'm trying to get out of debt. I ain't finna have a car, no. So you can drive what you want to drive. You can drive seven Lamborghinis. That's you. I'm content in my door. Yeah. Because I have XM radio on it. I, okay, let me get that. I'm content. Amen, amen. And if it's not paid for, that's why y'all take Dave Ramsey. You'll never make it with a car note dragging behind your car. But anyway, that's a whole nother thing. But be content while we spend money. Be content. Then he said, not revilers, that's those talking bad language, cursing extortioners, shall inherit the kingdom of God. Now here, verse 11, keep it back. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God. God is my strength through the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why these men up here singing, you, you'd be surprised to know what some of, some of us used to do. That's why I tell people all the time, don't tell everybody your story. Everybody can't handle your story. And you mess around and tell some of these folk that your nickname used to be Lickery and you were or that you was in there with liquorie trying to make it rain. Make it rain. Make it rain on liquor. Make it rain on liquor. <laughs> now you say, God is my strength. Those joints are still there. The liquor store's still there. But we are not drinking. You are not drinking. Why? Because of the power of the Holy Ghost. God is my strength. That's why you didn't curse somebody out this morning at church. Because folk at church will get on your nerves. And you'd be a time, some of y'all were rappers before your time. You would curse folk out just to hear you curse. But you haven't cursed nobody out so far this week. <laughs> because of what? Of the strength. God is my strength. Well, yes, sir. Amen. Well, bless his name. And then let me let you go with this last here. The last point, not only is God my salvation, God is my strength. Because sometimes you just want to, because see, we saved, but we still have a tiger in our tanks. You got to watch that tiger. But it's the Holy Ghost that keeps the down boy down. down you. He's our strength. Amen. Well, bless his name. And then thirdly, God is my safety. He's my refuge. He's our place of safety in the time of trouble. Cities, and in, in, in when Israel came into the promised land, they had three cities of refuge on both sides of the river. There were six cities of refuge all together. In Numbers chapter 35, verse 6, now see, the city of refuge were there. If a man involuntarily or accidentally killed another man, his relative could avenge him. But if he killed, say for instance, if I can, come here, Archer, come here, Archer, come here, come here, Sweeney, come here. See, now if I if I accidentally uh, kill uh, Archer, you remember I kill him. All right. Well, then Sweeney is his relative. Sweeney had the right that if he could catch me, 
he could kill me. The city of refuge. Is a place of safety. So come after me, sweetie. But, but see, because, because I'm in the safety zone, he couldn't touch me. As long as the high priest was alive in the city, he couldn't get me. He could come, I, I killed a brother, I didn't mean to. He come after me, but he couldn't touch me. Because I'm in my safety zone, I'm in the city. Of refuge, he could he could reach after me, but he couldn't get all that. But he couldn't get me. Why? Because I'm in a city of refuge. I killed his brother. I'm guilty, but he couldn't get me because I'm protected in the city of refuge. Thank you. Y'all see where I'm going? I don't. You see? You see? You see? Jesus Christ. Is the city of refuge for every sinner. Unlike OJ, I did do it. <laughs> and the avenger come after me, he can't get me. The avenger is death. But death can't get me because I'm safe in the arms of Jesus. He can't get me. That's why we say in the ark of safety, you, if you're a sinner, you need a savior. If you're a sinner, you need Jesus to protect you from the onslaught of the enemy. And he is my safety. That's why I'm not going to be defeated. He, he's my safety. Whatever I'm going through, I'm just going through it. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to lose faith because I'm in the arms of Jesus. And he is my protection. Now sometimes my ship going to get rocked. I'm going to get some bad news. I'm going to have some hard times. But my feet may get wet, but I won't drown because I'm on board the old ship of Zion. I'm, see, Jesus is my safety. H.G. Spitford lost all of his earthly possessions in the great Chicago fire of 1871. Then he lost four of his children in a mid-Atlantic shipwreck. Yet he could write the following verses. When peace like a river attended my way when sorrows like sea billow rose whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul and I won't be defeated in a few minutes we're going to receive the Lord's Supper and the Lord's Supper is a table of victory yes he came yes he died yes he was buried yes he rose from the dead yes he is coming back 
and we stand on the promises of his word and we won't be defeated. Can somebody say yeah? Shake your neighbor hand and tell him to be encouraged. My brother, my sister, whatever you're going through, if you love Jesus, you have to declare with your own mouth. I won't be defeated. Why? Because great is he that's in me and he that's in the world. I won't be. I've seen the lightning flash. I've heard the thunder roll. I've seen sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer my soul. But I heard him say, fight on because he promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. And I won't be defeated. Come hell or high water, I'm going to stand until he says standing days are over. I won't be defeated. Hallelujah. Come on, give God a hand clap for praise. Hallelujah. 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 Been through the storm and rain, but I won't be defeated. Hallelujah. 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 God is all I need. And I won't be defeated. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. I won't be defeated. Hallelujah. Well, bless the name of our Christ. Won't be. God is my salvation. God is my strength. God is my safety. And I won't be. You go tell those who've been defeated. That's why folks stop coming to church. The devil just slap you around till you just give up. But you got to say, I won't be defeated. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I won't be defeated.